To understand how to mitigate APT's advanced persistent threats, organizations must know what they need to protect. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and to address establishing a security baseline to mitigate APTs, I'm pleased to be speaking with John Long. He's Director of Compliance Solutions at Compliance Point. John will be presenting at ISMG's APT Summit in the New York area later this month. Welcome, John. Oh, thanks for having me, Eric. It's becoming a cliche these days. There are two types of organizations, those that have been hacked and those that don't know they've been hacked. Are attacks inevitable, and how does that play into preparing for an APT? Well, that's a very good question, and there are people on both sides of the argument, and a lot of people uh, make the argument that it's inevitable and, and we should really just focus on, on detection. In my opinion, it depends on who your opponent is and how you see yourself against that opponent. You know, understanding your opponent is really critical in uh, determining whether or not you can defeat or prevent an attack. I guess there's different ways to find out about your opponents out there, your adversaries, the people who are trying to do you harm, I guess, as some forms of intelligence. Absolutely. According to the Verizon 2014 data breach, there were over a thousand breaches that were recorded and, you know, the the majority of them were external, right? A lot of people say internal and uh, and partner or third parties are also risks, but as a percentage of the actual number of of breaches that occurred and that were were discovered, 80% to 20% were were coming from external. The first thing you need to do is understand what are the motivations? What were they after when they came in? And according to the statistics, they're, they're mainly after the data for financial reasons. That's because they can take and, and uh, make money from that information. Espionage and uh, you know just pure fun ranked below the 25% mark. 75% of breaches occurred with a, with a financial motivation. And how they came in, your hacking was the overall leader in the number of breaches that occurred. Next was malware, social media, physical security breaches were among those. Basically, they're hacking our servers. You know, over 50% of the breaches are to servers. They're coming after our data, where the, where the data is, and the majority of that data that's getting t- taken is payment-related in the credit card industry with the credit card numbers because that's a tangible monetary reward that they can receive from having that information. Well, obviously, besides knowing who your attacker is, is understanding what is inside your organization. And I guess there are three major components that you need to sort of account for, the people, the technology, and the processes. So why don't you talk a little bit about that to help mitigate a uh, APT breach? you're going to want to deploy the right security technology first and foremost, right? I mean, having an effective coordinated defense, and I liken it to a football game. And, if, um, you know, you've got your, your football team. You want to have the strongest defense that you can in order to prevent a breach would be the other team scoring a touchdown. You would want to deploy the right security technology in that you want to choose the best defensemen that you can with the, with the best skills you know, and employ those in the various zones to cover the areas that, uh, that need protection. You, know, you start with the intrusion protection, then you go to firewall and VPN, and you've got web and, and email filtering. You've got antivirus protection. Um, you've got to do vulnerability scanning. Those are your basics, right? Those are your layered uh, deterrences that are kind of the foundation for, for everything else. You have to pick the right technology for your organization. There are a lot of different solutions out there. Pick the best one for you. You can do the research, find the right technology for you, and, uh, and, and deploy that in your, in your organization. 
Okay. How about about uh, people? What do you need to do in advance to make sure you could help mitigate these uh, these attacks? First of all, you you gotta you gotta hire the right resources. You gotta make sure they're competent, and then you have to make sure they're they're staying competent. Making sure that everyone in your organization is aware that they don't provide their their passwords to to someone else, don't share the password. They don't reset someone's password without verifying they are who they say they are. Hopefully, you've got a technology that has that secondary authentication. Uh, you know, at the very least, a you know confirmation email to get sent out. Don't use USB drives that you find on the on the ground, or you know, leave your laptop unlocked, or leave it in your in the backseat of your car instead of um, you know locking it in a trunk or taking it with you. You know, things like that that are just common sense that uh, not everyone knows about. And I, I kind of equate it to the, the old days in the, in the U.S. where we didn't lock our doors at night or the car doors because everyone just felt secure in general. You know, but the days are changing when, when you know, you can't leave your house with, without locking your door or locking your, your car doors. And it's the same thing with, with people. You know, they, they just feel like that, that uh, it's not going to happen or, you know, if it does, it won't be that serious. But we've got to get better about training our people. And then, of course, uh, processes. What, what do you have to do to prepare your processes to prevent these kinds of attacks? The first thing I would do is, uh, and I recommend going to the uh, the SANS Institute. Uh, there's a system administration network and security institute that uh, has these top 20 critical security controls, uh, and and that combined with the OWASP top 10. With the with the what top 10? The OWASP. What is that? The Open Web Application Security Project. It's a nonprofit organization that uh, that does research for what the top vulnerabilities are, you know, at a given point in time, and. You just make sure that you uh, that you address those in your organization. A lot of companies are using security standards, and one one thing we'll get into in the, in the conference, we're going to go into what is a standard, what are the various types of standards, and what is what is assurance, what are the types of assurance that, that is out there to determine whether a standard is useful or not. You have to understand what it was developed for. For example, a lot of people use PCI DSS or they rely on a company that says they're PCI DSS compliant without really understanding that it was developed to protect credit card numbers. And, and a lot of times when it's applied, it only is applied to the environment that the credit card data lives in, as opposed to applying across the whole company. You can't make a, um, an assumption that the entire company is following this standard. Deciding which standard you're going to follow, making sure that those standards are actually implemented and not just in a policy document somewhere sitting on a shelf and no one re- reads. It's actually implemented in the organization. And, and one of the, the ways we do that is we set up control ownership uh, mentality. So it's kind of a culture shift. And in, in a lot of organizations, they stand up a person's responsible for security or a person responsible for compliance. It's been outsourced to that person as opposed to filtering that down to the lowest level of the organization where this controls and these this prevention could occur, you know, at the lowest level, the people that are most familiar with their jobs, making them responsible for following those standards. We help organizations go down and, and help them uh, understand, you know, who should be responsible for this standard area, understand how they meet that standard, and, and then ongoingly how they continue to, to follow that standard. Well, I look forward to hearing more about that, John, uh, at the conference that will be coming up in uh, the New York area. I look forward to seeing you there and hope others can join us. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it as well. Speaking with John Long, Director of Compliance Solutions at Compliance Point. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.